You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast about helping online brands to build a better e-commerce growth engine with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. It's often really difficult to talk about e-commerce business and driving traffic with at least not thinking about Amazon. So Amazon is responsible for over 50% of online purchases. We all know it and we all purchase most of our household goods on Amazon and I'm guessing that lots of other households do as well. Now, especially over the pandemic in 2020, we've seen Amazon really just kind of skyrocket along with all other e-commerce. And it's led me to really give some thought to how do you get promoted on Amazon? How do you find new customers on Amazon? Do you run ads? How do you drive traffic to and from Amazon? And luckily, Ryan and the folks on his team at Logical Position do a lot with Amazon. And I've been hearing a lot more about it over the last couple of years. So it seemed like a really good opportunity to pick Ryan's brain about Amazon and how and why to drive traffic to it. What do you say? Sound like a good topic, Ryan? Yeah, John, I'm extremely excited about Amazon. There's, It's newer as far as an advertising platform. Um, I spend a lot of my own money on it with some of my brands, and I just I find it fascinating being in the quick evolving space that Amazon is and also just the, the fire hose of sale that it can provide uh, with Dunright. It's just, it's a phenomenal platform, um, and I've really been enjoying playing with it and learning it over the last couple of years. That's great. So uh, let's just start high level as usual, right? Give us a really brief overview of Amazon ads. You know, what are they for? How do they work? You know, how do you pay for them? Those type of things. As you would expect, if you, you're paying for ads on Amazon, they show in the Amazon platform. So whether that's on the website or that's in the app itself, they show as you search for ads and, you know, on Amazon. And so most people that are familiar with Google ads and Google shopping are going to recognize a lot of the ad set types and a lot of the similarities inside the Amazon ads piece. I think they're calling it Amazon advertising now. Uh, once you're in Seller Central. But generally, you get an Amazon, there's going to be, and you search for a product, there's going to be a list of sponsored products and then the organic products. And it's all in the same feed. You can click on the image, it takes you to product page. So mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, really similar to Google Shopping. Pay for them the same way you do Google Ads on a cost per click basis. And you can either pay with them on a credit card or from the earnings you have on Amazon. And so I've done both to see how both works and what I like about both. I personally like credit card miles, so I put Mm -hmm. it on credit card. Yeah, might as well get that benefit. Yeah, and I would say most brands just need to think about Amazon in a similar way about Google Ads, Mm -hmm. generally. Are there any differences? Now that you've brought up Google, it does seem very, very similar to me, right? You pay for your position in the listings, you get bumped up to the top of the list because you're advertising as opposed to the organic listings. What are the differences? If, if it sounds to me like they're all very, very similar, what are the differences? Mm-hmm. So it, there aren't any text ads on Amazon yet where you can okay. actually just write a text ad relating to the search query. So that's not there. Maybe it is at some point. So they're all product focused is what I'm hearing. All product focused. And that tends to be mainly a function of the platform itself. Mm-hmm. People are on right. Amazon looking for products. There are different types of companies on Amazon. So there are ad sets reserved for different types of companies. On mm. Google ads, they're generally everybody can do the same thing. Uh, yep. There may be some alphas or betas, but that's in every platform, including Amazon. But if you're a registered brand, which means you have a trademark and mm. it's on your product that you're selling on Amazon, you get access to different types of ads. Oh, and so you can get 
uh, sponsored brands, which means there's a banner at the top of a search results page that talks about your brand and has your name and then maybe some of the products that you sell. Mm -hmm. And then you can also do video ads as a registered brand. Uh, as you scroll through the feed, there'll be videos that'll, you know, you can, it'll play silently or with sound depending on what the settings that person has, but pretty powerful there. And I assume there's going to be some additional benefits and ad sets constantly coming in and out of Amazon for brands only. So if you're a retailer, even if you have a trademark, like if I'm thinking about, let's take Nordstrom. Most people know Nordstrom. Right. Um, Nordstrom has a trademark on Nordstrom. They could technically get a brand a registry on Amazon, but they could only sell the products or have the brand registry on a, on the Nordstrom branded products. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't say, oh, okay, well, we sell Nike shoes, so we're also going to use the brand ads to sell the Nike shoes on our Got Amazon page or Nordstrom page. What is unique is that you can, on product pages, you can put ads. So not only is people are searching for it, but if there's very similar products or your competitors have a product, you can put your product ad on that product page. And most people on Amazon are probably seeing this, like similar products. Mm-hmm. Amazon will have similar products, and then there will be a sponsored similar products ah, page. okay or people also purchased, or people looked at this, bought this, and some of those are sponsored, some of them are organic. That is a very big difference between Amazon and Google because I have yet to find one of my competitors that allows me to put my ad on their website once they've <laughs> brought traffic from Google to their website. Now, is this is this different from the Amazon's choice that we see a lot? Are you Is that a sponsorship that you pay a little bit more for, or...? I mean, there's probably some conspiracy theorists out there. <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's probably certain things you can be doing with Amazon that can increase your chances of that. Like often mm-hmm. in my industry, you know, like Joyful Dirt Organic Fertilizer, I will find that often the vendor central products are Amazon's choice more often than Okay. Mine. And that's also, you know, it's like miracle Go, right? It, and so they're massive. And so it's... I understand that and they sell direct to Amazon and Amazon has a tremendous volume. They sell a ton. Amazon's choice is going to basically be on the data that Amazon's seeing though. I see. I, and if they're seeing a high volume of this product selling for this search, it's going to become Amazon's choice. And I've got it for a few and then it comes off and I can really see a bump on sales when you do get the Amazon's choice. But you can't like go into Amazon ads and be like, oh, I'm going to pay for the Amazon choice badge today mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that sounds like fun. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I was <wish>. wondering. <laughs> I wondered how much of that is sponsored, but it sounds like it's not necessarily the best product. It's what Amazon has deemed as the best for for them. Exactly. Well, Amazon is a for-profit business, obviously, and it's their platform and they're going to make money and they're going to emphasize products generally that are making them more money. There's nothing that Amazon's ever put out that says, we are trying to get the best possible product to the searcher. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like early on with Google, it was like, we're going to be good people and do good. Or I forget exactly what their motto yeah, was. Do no something harm or something lines. like that. Yeah. yeah, do no harm. Amazon's not put that out. They've been very <laughs> clear from the beginning. Bezos is out there for for to make money, which is perfectly all right. He's yeah. built a phenomenal platform for getting products into consumers' hands. What is another big unique thing that uh, brands and, and retailers, anybody advertising on Amazon needs to be aware of, though, is that because Amazon was not a search engine first, and they weren't providing just results without being paid. Mm-hmm. Organic and paid ads work together to give you a rank for your product in the space. And so the more mm-hmm. sales you drive with ads, generally the higher you're going to rank organically because you're overall selling more stuff and oh, interesting. Oh, Amazon's right, okay. making more money. 
And so, well, on, on Google, I, I do believe this. There's people that will debate me, but I do believe that you can't pay Google to get rankings organically. They, they have kept those very separate silos. Mm-hmm. Like there's an algorithm for organic that doesn't take into account uh, paid ads or how much you're spending with Google. That part is very, very separate. And I've seen it with Google and I, I believe that. Amazon, nope, they're the same. You, mm-hmm. you can buy rankings on Amazon by spending money. You have to convert well. And there's a lot of metrics that are in there besides just paying for ads because you can pay for ads. But if you're not making Amazon sales, you're not going to raise your rank really because people aren't actually buying that. So the ranking then is totally on the number of sales. And so since it's on the number of sales, if you were spending money, there's a very good chance that you're going to get more sales, which then helps you rank higher. Generally, uh, but it is still a black box to a degree. And Amazon's never come out and said exactly what goes into that black mm-hmm. box to decide how these products rank. Okay. You, we see instances of different things, but we we know the conversion rate goes into it, uh, click through rate from the homepage. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amazon makes more money from the fees you pay Amazon than it does from the ad CPCs that people pay Amazon. Right. And so Amazon's incentive is more along we want to sell more products because we make money on that. They also make money on the ads. So they have a lot of ways that they are making money in this space. Generally, though, increasing sales, no matter if organic or ads, is going to make sense for you. So let me ask you this. I'm sure there's other ways that they differ. But in Google, it, you know, really, you're, it's, it's purely a search engine. I wonder how much of a search engine has Amazon become for products, right? Are people going there and doing a search on different terms to just find a product to start their search? Do they... You're, you feel like people are using that as a shopping search engine? I'm sure a lot of people are. But I still think that Google's ecosystem at this point, at least from my experience mm-hmm. and the way I use it, it's better for product discovery and research. Mm. Amazon is better if I if I know more of what I want and I've done some of that research on Google because Amazon is it's still not, I don't know how to put it as eloquently as I could probably, but if I'm searching for you know, an iPhone case, there's just hundreds and hundreds of iPhone cases. And I've got to go into each one. There's probably thousands, actually. I have to go into each one and see how what the reviews are and what people think about it. They're getting a little bit better with bringing in external content. You'll see this more and more around not only Amazon's choice, which is a big one that's Mm -hmm. helping, but also they'll have influencer articles that'll say the top five iPhone cases for the iPhone 12. And you can click on that and it'll give you inside Amazon's platform the ones they are. But it's still at Google, I can go see, okay, there's going to be an article towards the top of the organic that says the top 10 iPhone cases side by side and what I liked about this and what I didn't like about that one. I think Amazon's getting better and better, but I think mm-hmm. Google's still there for discovery. Yeah, that, that that makes a lot of sense. So you tell me a little bit more. I know we've talked in the past about just the return on ad spend differences between Amazon and, and Google. I've heard I've heard Micah and your team talk about that before too. Yes, uh, Micah and I, uh, when we do travel, we do like going out. And so we talk a lot about tacos <laughs> on Amazon. And so then we go out and have to have tacos. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, everybody in the digital marketing world is focused on a term called ROAS, at least in the e-commerce world, your return mm-hmm. on ad spend. So it's the revenue you've driven from marketing divided by this, what, how much money you spent to get there. And so then you turn, you align that with your average margin of the product, decide about profit or loss. And so I, we've just done that for years. And so it's, I don't even think about it. And I can do ROAS calculations and decide mm-hmm. immediately what it, I should be at or what a brand could or should be at or where they're losing money. Amazon changed it all 
when they started their platform and it drove me crazy because they talk about average cost of sale, a cost. Mm. And it actually makes a lot more sense <laughs> from a marketing perspective, but just the simple change of flipping the equation to, you know, a cost is your average cost of sale. That's your your marketing dollars divided by your sale rather than your sales volume divided by marketing dollars. Mm-hmm. So flipping that equation lets me see, okay, if I'm spending 25 cents for a dollar of revenue, then I'm at a 25% cost of goods sold. If my margin is greater than 25% of my products, I can very easily just see, okay, I can spend up to you know, 40%, 40 mm-hmm. cents for a dollar. So ACOS is technically much easier, probably for new advertisers, but for people that have been stuck in the, the ROAS game with Google and Microsoft and Facebook for a dec- over a decade now, Flipping that is much more, it's just not as intuitive yet for me. Do, do they also report on ROAS or not? It's just they do cost. recently uh-huh. because okay. they had so many people, I think, complaining like, well, I need to know what my ROAS is. You know, I'm used to getting a 3X and well, like, honestly, you can convert an A cost to a ROAS real easily. Yeah. But Amazon put it in the platform now so you can flip it on and off. Um, and I think initially in my account, it went to ROAS first and it started throwing me off because I was mm-hmm. so used to going to right. Amazon and thinking A cost. But then there's an interesting one too that the tacos I mentioned that Mike and I go eat afterwards after Amazon <laughs> events. It's an imp- it's an important metric on Amazon because it's the total cost of sale, the total average cost of sale, okay. where you're taking your total sales for that product divided by your cost of marketing. So your marketing may be break even, for example, on marketing spend mm-hmm. and the marketing sales, but by spending to break even there, you're actually also increasing your organic sales. And so it's all running together. We do very similar things on Google where you're spending in Google Shopping and that spend in non-brand Google Shopping will actually increase your organic traffic and organic sales on the website. Right, right. okay. It's just not, it's not because your Google organic ranking is increasing. It's just because of how Google uses it or people use the Google algorithm, uh, mm-hmm. system basically. Discovery on shopping, research, come back and buy organically and direct. Amazon, is it a, it is a direct correlation. Mm. The more aggressive you get on marketing, well, yeah, if you do it right, <laughs> I'll say that. The more aggressive you get on marketing, the higher your sales volume will be even beyond your marketing spend. ACOS, tacos, I, need, I guess it sounds like we need to add two more acronyms to the digital marketers toolbox here. But I'm wondering, does Amazon have those metrics that no one else is really talking about as a means of making it hard to to compare? I mean, I know I'm usually the skeptic on this show in the mm-hmm. sense that I'm the one who who's always asking the questions as if, you know, these brand these big big brands are out to get us, but as marketers. But really, I mean, I just look at that and I say, man, that's two more metrics that I can't compare against the other marketing activities I'm doing. And I could see why people are fighting to want ROAS, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps put, your, I guess, your marketing in an apples to apples number, mm-hmm. but you really shouldn't be looking at Amazon in the same way you're looking at Google. Okay. And I think a lot of companies, if they start getting a ROAS number, are going to start looking at it as, oh, Amazon's this, Google's this, or the same thing. I'm getting customers, I'm getting sales, done. Same exact mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I actually prefer when we have to switch gears between Google and Amazon and look at tacos versus ROAS or ACOS versus ROAS because it it has a change in mental appearances. Like, what am I actually thinking about here on Amazon? Mm -hmm. And that subtle little change forces me to say, okay, at the end of the day, Amazon is generating sales for my business, but those are not my customers. I do not get customers out of that. 
Mm-hmm. Amazon gets customers. I get product sales. And so I think for too long, people have been looking at Amazon as an extension of like Google or a way to get customers. Amazon does not care if that customer ever buys your product again. It's the same thing as if you sold at Nordstrom. Nordstrom will get you sales. They can can move a lot of volume for your brand. But at the end of the day, that is a Nordstrom customer Mm -hmm. getting Nordstrom points so that they can go get a glass of champagne and shop at special times because they built out their Nordstrom points. Amazon's similar. People are loyal to Amazon. I don't hear that I don't like Amazon. It's just that I don't get the customer email. Right. I don't get a way to really nurture these customers through. Uh, there are some things you can do if you have a replenishable product with subscriptions and things like that. But at the end of the day, Amazon is not specifically sending messaging to the people that bought your product to buy other products within your product line mm-hmm. or buy your product again. Yeah. And that's, this must be why I see so many inserts when it's seller fulfilled about come leave a review or register, mm-hmm. do those types of things. Which is illegal. Yeah. It's well, against Amazon still policies. It, right? Yeah, but yeah. It, the other thing is here is uh, we had a great episode kind of about this, about the halo effect mm-hmm. of, of that. And I think, you know, we expanded for a half hour, if not more, on just that point. So if, there, if you're listening to this and you're interested in that halo effect Ryan was just talking about with, you know, how a sale or, or an ad you're running on Google leads to more than just sales. Um, I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. uh, approach to be looking at. So, well, it leads to sales, but sales and other channels within Google Analytics, and so it's powerful to dive deeper than just what Google Ads is telling you. Well, and not and not only that, but I also mean it's you're getting you could get an email address, right? Mm-hmm. You you have the opportunity to do more than just make a sale that could eventually lead to a sale, and you have the opportunity to get a customer lifetime value. Not oh, yeah. just that original sale. So that's that was really my point there. But so who should be advertising on Amazon? Like we, you know, okay, so we talked about what it means and you know how you can do it. Should everyone just advertise whoever's selling on Amazon, should they should they advertise? Is it worth it? I mean, I, I think so. I mean, if you're willing to put your products on Amazon, why don't you want to get more eyeballs on your products and sell more products? Hmm. It also could tell you quick what quicker if that product is viable on Amazon, if you can compete on that product on Amazon. I mean, if you just throw a new product that's never been on Amazon before, mm-hmm. like a brand new ASIN, in fact, I'm putting one up next week for my company, Amazon has no data around that. Just like if you throw a product up or a website up on Google, you're not instantly just going to start getting traffic because you put a website up and Google indexed no. it. <laughs> you're stuck down a thousand pages deep probably because you're most likely late to the game on Google for that particular product or service. Mm-hmm. And so same way on Amazon, you need traffic to that product page to help optimize it. And I think, John, at the end of the day, you're going to have a CRO product on Amazon. I don't know what it looks yeah. like. Maybe you're already doing it, but there is optimization on product pages on Amazon. And you need to know that, okay, if I have the title here, what does that do? If I put these bullet points here, and there's a lot of, you can do a lot of uh, research on Google for listing mm-hmm. on Amazon, uh, but there's a lot of very similar pieces from different authors around what your listing should look like, the important things to have in there, how to say certain things that have they've mm-hmm. proven to work. And it's just like all other digital marketing and all other sales on the internet. You need to test and measure and track everything. Like, thankfully, when I got onto Amazon, I'd been in the digital marketing space for long enough that I knew, okay, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I have to make my educated educated guesses about what I think is going to be right. 
And then we're going to track it and be like, okay, I did this. We did well. Where can I potentially improve this? And I got to make learning from John. I can't test everything all at once because <laughs> I won't know what actually caused it to work. So when I'm on my product page, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to change my images this week. How did that impact conversion rate from the same traffic I was sending to my page? If it's moving the needle and I've got enough traffic, I can make a, a, a quick hypothesis mm-hmm. and say, yes, it worked or no, I'm not seeing that. And I probably can make a, a gut decision quicker than most because I've seen so much data. I may not have enough data to make official decisions, according to John, but <laughs> uh, I'm. it's just me being impatient. You're learning. I, You're learning. I am. There's, at some point, I will listen to John more. <laughs> I, uh, you know, well, we've talked about this on the show several times, but it took me losing hundreds of dollars, some thousands of dollars on Google Ads before I listened to you. You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast focused on e-commerce growth. Your hosts are John McDonald, founder of The Good, a conversion rate optimization agency that works with e-commerce brands to help convert more of their visitors into buyers, and Ryan Garrow of Logical Position, a digital marketing agency offering pay-per-click management, search engine optimization, and website design services to brands of all sizes. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us out by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you. Okay, so uh, sounds to me like every company should be on Amazon. Well, every company should advertise if you're on Amazon. I'll say okay. that. But I don't think every company should be on Amazon. Mm. Any company can get on Amazon. And that, and so it's very simple. It's not complicated. Um, setting up an Amazon account, giving them, I think, 30 bucks a month to start selling. But I also advocate for probably less companies being on Amazon that are choosing to be there. A lot of my logic comes down to if you're selling the same exact product as everybody else, you have no advantage on the same platform. If you're on Google, you can have a different website. You can have a different product mix. And when they go to that product page and product suggestions, because you control the experience on the site once they come off of Google. Mm -hmm. So if everything else is equal and you have the same price point and you get the Google shopping click, there's a lot of benefit to your brand because you now know something about the customer and you can do stuff with that. Either they convert or you can remarket to them okay. or you can build lists around. There's a lot you can do. The complexities are quite a bit. On Amazon, if you and I are both selling Joyful Dirt, we both have a product page. We're probably going to the same product page, honestly, that the brand has created. And then it becomes just a who's winning the buy box conversation, mm. which comes down to pricing and shipping. If you can't compete on those things, then you're not going to win the buy box. You're not going to get any right. sales. If you are competing on that and you're lowering your price, you are lowering your margin on that, specifically for sales. And Amazon generally takes around 15% of that sale. So if you figure average retailer, 35% margin, you're going to give up 40% of your margin just to be on Google. And then you're going to have to compete on price. You're going to have to advertise. So you have to say, okay, 40% of my margin has gone to Google just to sell on Google. Mm-hmm. Now I have to advertise to get people and I can only advertise if I'm winning the buy box. So pricing is really important. There's automated pricing systems all over the place. Yeah. They can help you try to win the buy box. So generally, retailers have a really tough go on Amazon. And because of how I see Amazon as a retailer, at the end of the day, you are competing on, on Amazon's platform almost. I mean, there's nothing stopping Amazon from going to your supplier or manufacturer to sell that product. And we've mm-hmm. had that happen to some of our uh, retailers years ago at Tiki Wee before Logical Position, we had a big advertiser on Google 
Yeah, I think he was spending 50 or 60 grand a month selling uh, meat slicing stuff and said, oh my gosh, I'm doing so well on Amazon. We're cutting back Google spend because Amazon is just just blowing up. Like mm-hmm. inventory is going to Amazon and just selling out immediately. Amazon went to a supplier, bought all this product at much lower price and started selling it at lower than his cost. Oh. So he just couldn't compete. And because he pulled so hard back out of it, Google... It, he just couldn't get back up and running. It was very, very difficult. So yeah, that's the that's the horror story that you hear from from people about Amazon um, quite often. But it it doesn't happen as often as I think the stories make it out to be. But it's, I don't think so either. But it's it's one of those um, one of the stories you hear, just like Google people saying, "I pay for result listings on Google." It's like, yeah, yeah. probably not. Yeah. So generally, w- what advice would you give brands looking at Amazon? As we kind of round out the questions today, I'm sure you've got some some high level or or even great tactics people should be thinking about. Yeah. So again, advertisers, big question mark whether I'd advocate for that. I'd have to dig mm-hmm. in the data. But if you have a trademark on your name and it's on your package, you can get a brand registry on Amazon. That is almost across the board. I would advocate for that company to be selling on Amazon. Okay. You can control a lot of times who's going to sell the product on Amazon by your retail agreements. You have the brand registry. So you are the brand. You have exclusive ad sets that are only, that are only available to you. Mm-hmm. And once you're on there, you can't be timid. And this is where I think too many brands make a mistake on Amazon. And they just want to kind of dip a toe, see if it works and try to scale it. Yes, I agree genuinely with that principle, but understanding that Amazon was built by a very aggressive human and a lot of their (laughs) systems are aggressive. And by being aggressive, generally you can get rewarded and you can't, and I I feel like, this this is a feeling that has no data around it, but it feels to me like brands or business owners that are going into Amazon kind of timid are very scared of Amazon or they've been taught to fear it. Mm. And they've always come in like, oh my gosh, Amazon, they're going to find a way to screw me. <laughs> there's nothing te- There's nothing in Amazon's system or in any of their agreements that says they are your friend and <laughs> they are here specifically to grow your brand. Look, it's no different than Walmart, right? Same thing. Exactly. You go to Walmart, you want to help sell your product. They put you in a room and they just hammer out an agreement and they just keep coming back to you and it needs to be lower price. It needs to be lower price because their number one thing is to have the lowest price. Mm-hmm. And you know that going in. That's what's going to happen. They're going to expect you to have it lower there than anywhere else. And so it's no different with Amazon, right? They they want you to play by their rules and they it's their platform and their audience. Mm-hmm. So they want you to do what's best for Amazon. And I, yeah. I can respect that. Me too. I would probably be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Don't fear Amazon, I think. And that's because a lot of people just don't know what they don't know. Mm. There is that fear piece in there. And I so educate yourself, go talk to an expert on it. It doesn't have to be me, but find somebody that's done something on Amazon before to help talk through their experience. If you're not, if you haven't done it on Amazon again, and you're, and you're really scared of it, uh, because I was made to be afraid of Amazon mm-hmm. early on in the e-commerce world. Like Google was like, Amazon's dumb. Why would anybody do that? It's not great. They're just trying to get rid of screw over all the retailers. Google's where it's at. And I drank the juice for a few years. And so- mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Amazon is selling a lot of stuff and I want to win more than I fear Amazon. So I'm going to go figure it out. Don't fear it. I think there's a tremendous upside 
but you're going to have to track data and be willing to pivot and change directions very, very quickly. Because Amazon is a younger ads platform and a younger mm-hmm. platform in general than you know Google or, or just e-commerce on the web. And so it's going to change quick. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be things that, hey, you're going to get a message in your Amazon box that says, hey, you can't do that. I was like, I didn't even know I was breaking rules. Yeah, it's a new rule we created last week. Don't do that. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> not doing that. Uh, and then there's going to be new ads that come up because it is a younger platform. Like I found out the value of video ads on Amazon once I originally thought that's stupid. I don't have any good video content to put up there. And Micah, who works with me on the Amazon stuff, was like, just do it. You're going to put a video up and it's going to be great. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> All right, Micah, you are smarter than me. I agree to it. So it's just if I was right, though, I'm going to rub it in your face. <laughs> and he was right. It is the best performing ad for our brand right now. It's crushing it. So yeah, I don't, I don't want to go up against Micah when it comes to Amazon. Anything no. Amazon, I'll I'll, uh, I'll do whatever he tells me to do. Yeah, if I can take down Miracle Grow, it's because of Micah. <laughs> and if I if I am somewhere, don't show up to a meeting or a podcast, and my Miracle Grow might have found me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so test constantly. I I mean I track everything. I have an Excel sheet back to the first day I started spending money on Amazon a couple of years ago. I know every change I made to my product pages, changes we made to Amazon ads, changes that Amazon made. When competitors started coming against me in certain areas, I notated that so I could say, hey, I want to go put my product on their product page aggressively. I want to target their brand terms. What does that do? Uh, and then I even spent some of my money to send traffic to Amazon. Hmm. And that freaks out a lot of brand owners. They're like, I don't have full transparent attribution on it. I have some. Uh, you can get an attribution beta with Google or with Amazon, but I'll spend some money on Google to send traffic to Amazon yeah. to get conversions because I know that that ecosystem wants sales. Mm-hmm. And the more sales I can feed it, the more that ecosystem is going to like me and my yeah. brand. That's great. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I mean, because like you said, it's all about getting listed higher and that means you have to have more sales. So there's ways mm-hmm. to do that. Well, this is great. I'm, I feel a lot more prepared to start selling on Amazon when I choose to do so. And um, I now know that if you're missing, um, who's likely behind that and how, <laughs> how to find you. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you sharing your, your insights on all this today. No, thanks, John. I think Amazon's great. Most people need to look deeper at it. Yeah, I definitely do. There's a lot there. And uh, as we found out today, and, and I definitely found out, so... Yeah, I'm hoping in six months we get to do a CRO conversation on Amazon too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. it. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to Drive and Convert with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. To keep up to date with new episodes, you can subscribe at driveandconvert.com.